Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. I had every intention for episode 92 to really explain, dig deep, and encourage you to go have a date night and make it all fun and Valentine's day E. But the thing is, I asked on Instagram, how many of you have a date night planned? And it was almost like crickets, you guys. Then I said, what's holding you back? And we were flooded. And so I thought, you know what? We need to talk about this. There are two major points that are holding you back from hiring a babysitter. And we can probably all say them out loud, guess them right off the bat. They are trust and then money. And I get it. But I thought, who am I to come on a podcast and explain how we should, you know, really work on our trust issues and work on um, spending money for the babysitter because it's so valuable for our health and our relationships. Well, I'm not really qualified, but I thought if I could get a grandmotherly voice, a grandmotherly figure on here to come and explain with mature wisdom. That would be awesome. Who do I know? Oh, my mom. (laughs) So I called up my mom. I invited her on the podcast and I really hope you enjoy this. My mom, Beth, has been, or she's retired now, but she was a corporate mom um, at a chemical company for 30 plus years. She also has taught Sunday school for decades to young parents. She is so wise. She is the smartest person I know, and I knew she would be the right fit for this podcast. So I hope you enjoy my conversation. I talked to my mom about four questions. We dig deep on um, things that I, I read straight from Instagram. And so you'll hear me reference things that moms say, and then we talk about them. So we cover things like your micromanaging and how it's difficult to trust others. We talk about how you just straight up don't trust anybody else. Then we talk about how it's really difficult to pay and shell out the cash for a babysitter because a date is expensive. So this is such a rich content, um, very, very encouraging podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Definitely let us know. You can tag us. You can screenshot and tag us on Instagram. We would love to hear that or shoot us a review in the iTunes below. But we love you guys. We're excited for you to go on your date night very soon and enjoy this podcast with my mom. Well, I'll just read some of these. So um, the question was, what's holding you back from hiring a babysitter? And uh, someone responded and said, trusting someone that I don't fully know with my precious children. Well, and that's interesting, someone you don't fully know. And and so there's lots of ways to uh, deal with that. And of course, you wouldn't put some total stranger uh, in charge of your kids. And so it's just a matter of how do you find someone that you can trust? You network with people who have trusted babysitters uh, and, and even start with maybe adults that you know it doesn't have to be some young teenager in fact I've known people who wouldn't let anyone younger than driving age stay with their youngest children uh, just because of the element of maturity that comes with being 16 plus years old but you don't start with a complete stranger you get recommendations and it's even I found helpful to have the person come and stay at your house 
with you and your children. Let them go off to another room and interact with their children while you're there. So you can see how it uh, how it's going to go with the way they, they work together. Yeah, we did that with the girls for a little while. We had what we called like a mother's helper come. She was in um, eighth grade and her mom would drop her off. This was, we never entrusted her like as a full-time babysitter when we were gone, but um, her mom would drop her off after school. She'd hang out at our house from 3.30 to 5 so I could go squeeze out some work time. This was before Chad and I worked together. And it was so so good for her. This is her like first babysitting experience. Um, you know, we were all on the same house, but she was in charge of what they were doing and she was in charge of them. And meanwhile, if she needed me, I was there. Well, and that's actually a good way to grow up a trusted babysitter because if you have the ability to have a, a younger person come and stay, you know, a middle schooler say, well, you're still there. So they're not completely responsible. But frankly, those middle schoolers are better at just playing with children than the older teenagers are. And so have them come and play with your children while you're there. And as they get older and have more responsibility, then you do have a trusted babysitter that you know well, and your kids know, and, and you, you just know that it's going to all work together. Yeah, that's definitely true. I had not actually thought about that. You kind of get to groom them from the beginning. And, and somebody uh -huh. else asked, you know, well, how do you even find a good babysitter? Ha ha ha. And that's a great way is kind of, you know, make your own, find your own babysitter, you know, start them young. Um, I like that. That's a good, that's definitely a good point. Um, somebody else said that, and this is kind of along the same line, but I don't trust anyone with my kids, but me. Well, and that is really, um, for one thing, it's selfish. It's selfish because you're keeping um, yourself for the kids and you're not allowing them to experience other people. This even comes true with dads. There, I've known women who said, I don't even trust my children with their father because he won't do it things the way I do things. And frankly, that's, that's a bad thing for your kids because children need to have that flexibility of being able to interact with other people that do things differently than you do. But you know what? It's all still going to come out the same. Um, and especially if you've trained these families to have their routines, you can hand that routine off to anybody. And it's okay if things aren't done exactly the way that I would do it, because your child's going to learn something different through that experience. So, you know, it's it's really a selfish thing for for the the entire family. You're selfish and not allowing yourself to have that time with the dad too. If you're going to have a date night, well, I'm sorry, but I have to do this with my kids, and I can't spend this time with you. So, mm -hmm. it's a lot, and and I think you know, you and I have talked about the mom guilt before. You do sometimes put that. You know, I I think what this mom is trying to say is like she's, yeah, she's got it all the way it's exactly supposed to be. She knows exactly. And of course you do. You're, you're doing your job as their mom. You're, you're, you know, all, you know what they need, you know how to provide for them. But at some point they need to be able to also know that other people can help them too. Absolutely. I mean, what are they going to do when they go off to school? You can't sit there and hold their hand all day during school or they go off to play with uh, another, a, a child at another home. 
there's these are learning experiences and they're being able to get out and explore and and um enjoy the world and and learn things in a different way and that's that's all fine yeah that's uh, a, a kind of a, a current struggle that that uh, we're in right now is you know Ellie is going to go have play dates at other people's homes and you know we're in the position of there's a little girl she wants to go play with who lives uh, down the street but I don't know who they are so we're going to go meet at the playground altogether and we're going to meet at a safe place right where we can, where that that mom and, yeah. and can both get to know each other so it's not. And, and kind of starting small. So if, the, if this mom is struggling with, she can't trust anyone but herself. Well, if you do have a partner involved then get them, let's start there. Let's start within our inner circle. And then yeah. love that idea of getting the middle schooler involved. Hey, can you have a middle schooler over just to play with your kids? Cause we all know, especially if you are a mom, you're, you're sometimes just tired of trying to entertain your kid, get a, get a young child, get a young kid to, to entertain your kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the whole trust issue, of course, is so critical today because we hear of all of the terrible things online with trafficking and abuse and, and all of this. And, of course, we have to be ultra um, diligent to make sure the environment our children are in is, is appropriate. Um, but then we shouldn't take that to the other extreme and not have anybody else involved in their lives. So it's that matter of networking with people you do trust to find other people that they trust and, and to build that whole network of, of, uh, of, of a village, of a community that you can work together with. Mm -hmm. And we had some people share, you know, that they had just moved to a new place. In fact, one mom said, we... Um, where did it go? She said, uh, being military stationed in Japan with no friends and not trusting random strangers. And, you know, I can definitely understand that, but we also want to be finding like, what network do you have? Is there another mom you could get to know that you could have a little, um, babysitting swap, um, where you watch her kids for a little bit. She watches your kids for a little bit, you know, getting, even getting creative in situations like that. Well, Sharon, I'm assuming that if you're in the military and you're in a base, that there's other families in a similar situation. And maybe it's time to get out of your comfort zone and invite some of these other moms and kids to your house to get to know each other or to meet at the playground. But whatever it takes, to, you know, to get get yourself out there and, you know, develop some other interests and some other contacts so that you can be uh, for yourself a more interesting person and then also for your kids every experience that we give our kids is a learning and growing experience and yes we want to do it safely but you have to um, get out of your comfort zone to be able to uh, give them these adventures yeah yeah that's and we all, any mom would want to sign their child up for you know fun adventures in life and um I, I'm I'm really thinking through that's an adventure in itself, being in a new town, being in all these new places and yeah, know, able to link arms with other people who are also experiencing the same thing. Well, and, and your children, as they go through life, will be able to adapt to new experiences. If you let them uh, under your supervision, you take them out into the world, meet new people, maybe especially with this being in a new country even, going exploring with some other other families from the base you know just just to get out there and and develop a network to develop 
a sense of adventure in your kids. And sometimes that sense of adventure is having a babysitter. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're going to do, they might do things a little differently. They might sing a different song, but that's okay. Right. Yeah. Well, that leads into another response was that, you know, what, when it, what's holding you back from a babysitter? Someone said, I fear that without me around to micromanage her needs, they won't be met or understood. Well, that's not really giving your child enough credit either. Children are incredibly adaptable, but they're also incredibly manipulative. And your child might try to make you feel that way. Um, and as mothers, and we want to be the center of our children's lives, that kind of strokes our own ego. And so I'm the one that gives her, him or her this nurturing and, and I'm special to them. And you are. But having a babysitter doesn't take anything away from you. And it gives that child that additional experiences that, you know, they're, they're going to be okay without you for a short period of time. It's growing and learning. And again, just because someone doesn't do it exactly the way you do, it doesn't make it wrong. It just makes it different. Which is another huge concern that I kept seeing around here was they might mess up our bedtime routine. Our girl knows how to sleep, but I'm scared that she'll stop when we have a babysitter? Well, I think this goes back to your routine. You, you know, you lay it out. Um, when I babysit your girls, especially when they were younger, uh, it was almost like 15 minute increments. Do this, do this, do this. And I just, of course, love your little colored owl light <laughs> in their room. Yeah. You know, girly just turned green. It's time to go to bed. And they know what to expect. Now, of course, the younger the child, maybe the the less conscious they are of of you know intentionally making transitions from one thing to another. But you lay it out. Your child knows if it's time for a bath, and then it's time for a book, and then it's time for a song, and it's time to go to bed. It doesn't really matter who does that. At least my experience, um, as long as you go through the steps, they 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 know what to expect next. Mm -hmm. And it can be anybody that does that. And again, I just can't stress enough giving children a variety of experiences that gives them confidence in themselves as well. Oh, I can do this with a babysitter and not just mom or not just dad. Mm -hmm. I think about, I don't know why this triggered when you said that, but you know, when I was in college, I, I kind of prided myself on it, although I wouldn't say, I didn't say it then, but I had between, I guess between my senior year of high school and then graduating college, I had 10 different part-time jobs and I love just experimenting. Well, I hate filing papers, so I'm going to never do that. Well, I really don't like being a waitress, but I like the people interaction, but I didn't like that particular restaurant or, you know, there's all kinds of different things that I was able to experience just dipping your toe in all these different areas. And it's kind of the same thing with the personality of your babysitters. You know, you can have, and, and I remember growing up, we had the fun babysitter uh, who would let us eat, you know, cookies before dinner. Um, <laughs> and then we had more of a strict babysitter who was probably, you know, beloved by you guys because she did laundry and cleaned the kitchen. So, you know, there's just different experiences all around. 
and and there is and we you know, and as i said children are just so adaptable and they're manipulative and you know they're gonna they might even complain if they're old enough to the next day but you know i think probably more of the fear comes from children who are too young to be verbal and you know how do i know that they took care of my child right and and it comes you know it's all that trust thing it comes back to knowing who you're leaving your your children uh with uh, i think i've i've said this before but the the hardest thing for me as a working mom back when i was when i had young children is where was i going to leave my children during the day and i had to have complete confidence in the daycare place or the home where i was leaving my children or i would have been miserable but you make that assessment and you put your child there and you can tell from your child's demeanor and just their attitude whether they've had a, a good experience or not. And I think that people will come to find that they'll know the right babysitters. Maybe the one doesn't work out and you just don't feel comfortable. Well, don't use that one anymore. But your child will not have experienced any long-term harm. It's just another experience in their um, their repertoire that they, okay, that's a different person and people are different. It's okay. Right. And if you are experiencing that, that holding back because you don't trust anybody, uh, I think kind of putting all of these things together, then get start with a young child or start with a uh, I say young child teenager let's start with a young teenager um, or an old even an older teenager and have them be in the house while you're there so you can hear and you can listen and just baby step your way up to then being gone and watching the monitor and things like that and uh, I would love to know from your uh, perspective as yes corporate working mom when we were growing up um, and, and probably, you know, because obviously you had three girls and, uh, lots of house to have, did you guys ever struggle with the financial piece of, you know, needing to go out, but you know, that's kind of sometimes gets to be a lot to pay a babysitter and go out. That was of course, trust was one. And then money was the other holdback for so many people. Yeah. And you know, I don't, that, that that's the hardest one, I think, because I laugh because when I was babysitting decades ago, we got 50 cents an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and then when I was starting to pay multiple dollars an hour, it did become more of a conscious thing that you had to make an effort to um, work it out financially. You know, I'm going to have to pay a babysitter and then we're going to do something when we go out that's going to cost some money. But I think for your relationship, it's important to budget that that it might not be but once every couple of months that you can do something that you go out and you know go to dinner or to a movie but there's things that you can do for free and and go out and maybe sometimes it's something that you do on a saturday afternoon um you get a sitter for a few hours and you go you know go on a bike ride or on a picnic or something and I wish I had Pinterest when I was younger because I'm sure there's many ideas for low cost dates. Oh yes. That are that are available. Um and and this is maybe again something that you start working into getting to trust somebody. If you're going to leave your children for a couple of hours in the afternoon while you and your husband go do something inexpensive, 
then maybe in the future you'll get more comfortable and you can leave that person to put your children to bed. So I think there's just many ways of being creative on, uh, you know, how to afford things. Mm -hmm. I think as well, if you have a network of friends, I think, you know, for us going to church was a good network because there were other families with children of the same age. Of course, then there's those families that had the teenagers that could babysit. Mm -hmm. And so it was a good network to maybe even take turns, you know, that this weekend, uh, if you want to, if you, one of you could come and stay at our house and put the kids to bed, the next week we'll do it for you. And that is one way to trade off babysitting without having to pay for one. Mm -hmm. So I think just uh, a lot of good brainstorming about how can I do something less expensive, but still be able to spend time together. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's often times where I would love a babysitter just like, yeah, like that on the middle of a, a, a Saturday or sometimes even like a Sunday afternoon where maybe I just want to go and take a walk with Chad or I want to, or even I want to go and do something with other friends that could be, you know, game nights, things like that um, are always other options for free things to get together. But, you know, it's trust and money are two big things, big hurdles for people to get over. Um, and definitely I don't think in a 20 or 30 minute podcast, we can solve them all. Um, but I think it's something for people to start recognizing uh, the difficult the, the difficulty that they are experiencing where they, this one mom talked about, you know, postpartum depression, you know, she struggles with that. She has anxiety about leaving her children with somebody else. You know, we're not asking you to download my babysitter checklist and then let a sitter come for 10 hours, you know, start small, start very, start very small. Well, one other thing I was just thinking when you're talking about doing some things with friends is you might be able to do uh, some activities with friends early enough in the afternoon slash evening and get one babysitter for, you know, two or three families worth of kids. Mm -hmm. Not obviously too many because you, you don't want them outnumbered by too much. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, get a teenager or two if you've got, you know, three to six or whatever kids. And then go together on paying the babysitters while you all do something maybe at one of the other couple's houses. So it doesn't have to be expensive going out and you can share the cost of babysitters. Yeah, that's a, that's definitely a good way to start easing into it as well and, and enjoying some time because you, it's important. You have to have time away from your child and that's not selfish and that's not something to be guilty about because you're not just a mom. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think the, the, the trust, the lack of trust for others in many cases is an, uh, symptomatic of our identity as a mom, that I'm a mom, this is my job. I, I love these precious children and I'm the one to take care of them. Um, but it's also a bit selfish for not allowing yourself to have time with others and not allowing your children to have time with others. So it's, it's a balance that you have to figure out. Mm -hmm. Our recent babysitter 
she was absolutely amazed. She has a younger sister who is actually Ellie's age. So she's in high school, but her sister is Ellie's age. And she was like, I cannot believe that you're, you're, she just goes to bed. She doesn't get out of bed. She just goes to bed. (laughs) And I heard about it for like weeks after that from her mom. She was like, you know, she's just so impressed that your children just went to bed. And I think about her experience. Like now she knows <laughs> that. Well, and with your, your clients and, and the people who are learning from you about sleep training, they have that confidence. I have the confidence to go out because I know my child knows what to do mm-hmm. um, with their, they know the, the routine and regardless of who is, guiding them through the routine, they have that confidence in themselves. Mm -hmm. So being away from mom and dad is confidence boosting for children. Mm -hmm. Well, I think about probably the biggest thing that I've, well, I've learned a lot from you, but uh, one of the biggest things that I've taken away from just your overall take on parenting and raising children is that, you know, we're doing our job. We're supposed to be raising independent members of society. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I love how you say that. And it's true. It's little by little, you know, we don't have to apply that from, you know, don't look at your newborn and be thinking they've got to be independent members of society. It's just (laughs) everyday grooming. Well, and I, I, it probably sounds harsh when I say this, but I never wanted you all to stay babies. I enjoyed it. We went through that, those years, I looked forward to the growth and the maturation, and that's what life is for. It's for growing up and then being launched into the world as a successful adult, and then it's just so awesome to come back and have grandbabies. Mm -hmm. And so that's our job, is to help our children learn how to navigate the world without us eventually, uh, one tiny step at a time. Ah, yes. Deep breaths, everybody. It's okay. Um, well, thanks. Thanks, mom. Appreciate you chatting with us today. Well, I love what you're, you're doing, families. I wish I knew all this when you all were young. Um, we obviously managed and we survived. Um, just for the record, you were always a good sleeper, <laughs> <laughs> but your older sister was not. So I wish I had known these um, things to do to have your children sleep peacefully and 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 go to go to bed and take their naps and grow and all of this when when I was a young mom. Thanks, mom. I'm so happy you joined me on the podcast and I hope you guys enjoyed it too. Let me know your thoughts and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. By the way, hint, hint, wink, wink. If you are inside the Sleep Society, you are going to be a special part of my 100th episode. So if you're not in there, check it out, littlezsleep.com slash sleep dash society, or scroll down in the show notes and click the button to become a member. This is where I give you the roadmap to continue make sleeping a thing. And you guys will get to be a part, a special part of my 100th episode. And I'm looking forward to that. All right, sweet dreams. See you next time.